A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. And in the house today, you can see it is Steph Chase, Hot Take Queen, the Ultra Trap Machine. This she is. How are you doing, Steph? Hey, I'm great. Thank you. I'm happy. It's Thursday. I'm glad to be back on Thursday. And yeah, I thought there was some really great wrestling last night. Back where you belong on the Thursday slot. Remember, guys, uh, if you do have an Ultra Chattels or Hot Take or anything for Steph Chase, you know what to do. It's wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. The mod mother will give us the goods. And from there, whatever you say will be on the show. So please do get involved. Of course, there was a lot of great wrestling last night uh, with NXT and AEW. Man, we're marching towards WrestleMania season. Even NXT Mm -hmm. is cooking. So we've got a lot to get into tonight. There's a bit of news as well. Before we do that, as usual, I want to do some housekeeping while you're here, please give us the good old thumbs up and subscribe. When we get to 10K, we're really not that far. We're just a couple of hundred. There will be some merchandise coming out. Um, some Wrestling Daily I'm merch. I'm so excited about that. I'm I so know. excited for merch. Imagine the photo shoots. Wait, yeah. we, me. We're going to have to meet up in a field or something, Alex, and do a photo shoot together. Listen, I, I'm down. I'm down for a Steph Chase photo shoot. Um, yes. Yeah, so the first bit of merch that I have seen is a good egg stuff. So if you guys are interested and you want to get your hands on it, you want to see it, you know what to do. Uh, moving forward as well tonight, you know what to do. I've said with the Ultra Chats, WrestleTalk.com forward slash Wrestling Daily. Rest Daily is also on Twitter. Been a lot more active there recently. And, you know, we've got a lot of polls, a lot of different stuff going on there. So at rest daily that's what you need i've to seen some polls some polls about management skills i think you won it steph from what i saw i just don't even know why there was a poll because clearly <laughs> i'd be the manager you know like for any of you guys you sp3 or louis if you want to form a trios team i'd be out there like whacking someone with my fan throwing a shoe you know everything um like like of course, I've been training to be a manager my whole life, you know, so I'd have you guys back, definitely. I, I, I think, you know, Cornette's tennis racket and Paul Heyman's big mobile phone. <laughs> Steph Chase fan. There you go. Steph Chase's fan. Like, because just imagine the impact, like, in your face. Like, and then I just <laughs> fold it up and then no one can see anything. It'd be who, great. Rabombi says, who throws a shoe? I mean... Listen, when Sherry Martel out there, used to throw a shoe, so Sherry Martel throws a shoe, sensational Steph will throw a shoe too. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, <laughs> so we do have a little bit of news to touch on tonight as well. I want to talk about some breaking news before I get to the titular news, is that Impact is going to be moving to Thursdays. Uh, that's a very interesting move, isn't it, Steph, in the sense that, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the beginning of the week has started to get clogged up with... Um, AEW obviously have dark and stuff on the Tuesday. You've also got um, the the rumored move of NXT mm-hmm. to Tuesdays. So actually, when you think about it, Thursday probably was the only real slot that Impact yeah. could go. You know what? We'll try and own that. 
I just like, you know, obviously, and me, Alex, were sitting thinking, oh, if only we had more wrestling to watch on a Thursday night. It's like, oh, having that night for you is just <laughs> so hard going to bed early. Um, yeah, I think that's cool. Actually, put Impact on on a Thursday. Um, I think that works for them. It's like a unique little slot for them um, that they can try and fill. It's interesting. They'll be the night after Dynamite then. So maybe with crossover stuff, like instead of uh, – like they can come off like straight off a hot dynamite maybe with, you know, some of the people that they have crossing over there. So it might work out a lot in their favor. Mm, absolutely. I think, you know, I, I see that obviously Kenny Omega was on the show this week. Um, mm-hmm. And then people, people are starting to talk about impact ratings now. No one cared about them before. And now they're <laughs> like, Oh, you know, you saw what number of impact. It's like, come on. Um, so yeah. it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward. But in terms of the titular, news um it's more to do with keith lee and his health now according to fightful lee hasn't been factored into creative due to health reasons that have kept him sidelined for the past month it's noted that lee is actively working on getting cleared for a return now it is worth noting that they don't actually say what the injury slash problem is so we're still in the dark a little bit i mean I, i think when it comes to the situations of you know, Andrade, who was off TV and now gone, Alistair Black, Keith Lee, you know, so on, so on, Humberto Carrillo, Buddy Murphy, who knows, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess it's always really hard to gauge the, the situation, um, but it seems that at least there would be a place for Keith Lee, and you'd hope so if he was cleared. Yeah, um, you would you would hope so, but you can't, you can't be sure. Yeah, it's an interesting one because... Um, it sounds like, you know, uh, there, there has been something going on. He's been kind of hinting about stuff on Twitter, you know, that he'll eventually say. So it seemed like something other than an, than an injury kind of cleared, been getting cleared situation, but maybe it is, or maybe he's not happy with the fact he's not been cleared. I, I don't know, but he's had a, a bit of a bumpy run on, on the main roster so far, unfortunately. I mean, that's the thing when it comes to like injuries and getting cleared in WWE. Like, mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a one eighty almost from like twenty years ago, where now they're ultra yeah. sane. You get a lot of superstars that are like, oh, like come on, like just you know, let me go. Uh, Samoa Joe being one, and I know they end up appreciating the 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 welfare and whatnot. But yeah. um, I can imagine, right? Like if you know, they're just kind of you feel like you can go, you feel like you can train. Sheamus was like that for ages, and then mm-hmm. they're like, no. And you just have to bide your time. I, I get the frustration. Yeah. Yeah. It must be immensely frustrating, especially when you're just, you know, he's so fresh up there. That's the time when you want to be be doing something, make an impact. It's WrestleMania season. It's really the worst time to be to be not cleared, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. Um, you have to imagine, you know, I mean, we saw the reports earlier. I mean, well, earlier, late last year, where, you know, Keith Lee mm-hmm. was kind of being factored into the Mania main event, if you were to believe those reports. So to go yeah. from that to this, yeah, man, I feel for him. And hopefully Keith Lee gets well soon. Um, want to see want to see more of that, man, for sure. Let's, uh, let's jump into last night. I know that's why we're all here. Let's talk last night. Uh, we'll start with AEW since NXT kind of got the lead last week. Um, I guess we'll... I guess we'll run through the show in order, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, although the main event was awesome, I guess we'll, we'll get to that uh, in due course. Matt Sidell and Kenny Omega kick things off, Steph. Now, we know that these two have faced each other in Japan before, and that was a banger then. Uh, last night was no different. Yeah, last night's match I thought was really awesome. Um, Matt Sidell, he really showed what he could do. Kenny worked with him very well, you know, giving him a lot in that match. And... Yeah, it was just a great a great showcase for Matt. Like I didn't I didn't think he would win, of course, but Omega, he's he's just he's so good at working with anyone. But then when you put him in the ring with someone of the the caliber of Matt Zidell, then it really just gives you such an awesome match and a great match to open up with, like opening up with your world champion like that and, and putting him in there. Um, so yeah, a really, really, really great opener. I've gotta say, the near fall before the final stretch like jesus christ that was tight like Mm -hmm. bordering on botch but kenny got it like literally 0.1 second before the kick out man it was it was amazing Mm -hmm. stuff and then of course into the one-winged angel it's elementary from there um the Mm -hmm. the story there was if 
Matt Seidel had beaten Kenny, then he would have got a title shot. Of course, that's not to yeah. be. Um, and on Kenny Rhymes, but it wasn't the last we saw of Kenny on the show, and we will get to that uh, in in due course. Uh, elsewhere, we had the Hollywood Blondes and Dante Martin versus the Pinnacle. Now, I thought that this was, you know, I, I know I've skipped around here, but I do want to talk about this for a second because um, for me, Dante Martin, like, it's really cool that he hasn't just been put on the back burner because his tag team partner has gone away. And I thought... Yeah, his bursts here were like excellent, but of course it kind of all is about the pinnacle, um, and I guess rightly so, Steph. Yeah, um, it was great to see to see Dante get a spot, and AW are really good at, at doing that with people. If your partner is injured, um, you know, giving giving the other one a chance to shine, or even if you're injured yourself, like how they did with Britt Baker. But yeah, the match was all about the pinnacle. Uh, I would say it was even. Less about the match and more about the after, you know, because we were expecting a, a promo, weren't we? Um, the pinnacle looked really good. Um, I think that this is the best thing that could probably happen to Sean Spears. But it was a solid match. But I think it was the, the promo at the end that we were all waiting for. And all I can say about that is, like, if you weren't convinced by that, that Wardlow is absolutely the man, like, like the king like future like that whole promo like the camera fully on Wardlow the whole time he doesn't have to speak they just keep it on Wardlow he came out with a nice more colorful shirt just everything was about Wardlow and like that's what I was watching the whole time but MJF um as usual he spoke really well um it was (laughs) the FTR thing was it was an interesting choice to say, like, I don't have a, a wife or kids. These are my family. <laughs> that was a bit okay, but <laughs> yeah, but but very good, um, very good. And apparently, he's giving out gold watches. Mm, apparently so. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah. I, I thought the actual match. I thought they gave um, Pillman and and Martin and you know I, I thought uh, and Garrison. I thought they gave him a lot. Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah. particularly Martin yeah. when he, when he had the hot tags and stuff, I was a bit surprised almost. Like, wow, you know, FTR mm-hmm. are kind of bumping their ass off for these guys. Um, and Sean Spears is the guy who got the pin with his um, C4 finisher, mm-hmm. apparently, which is a bit like a rolling Death Valley driver. Um, but, and that's an interesting decision too because I feel like they're trying to say take him seriously almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because because yeah. I think I think from the offset, right? And I posted my interview of MJF this week and like stuff from it and nearly every negative, like the only negative comments in it are like, Oh, you know, get rid of Sean Spears. And I feel like, yeah. I feel like it's a bit harsh. I'm just going to say that because as Ty Dillinger, we all liked him, right? Everyone liked him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's him per se, but we've spoken about this before. Sean Spears just didn't get off to a great start in AEW. Like the Cody angle went wrong and we know why. Um, and mm-hmm. then, of course, after that, they didn't really find anything for him. He had the comedic stuff almost with Dustin. like, And then he's been out. So I think it's been difficult to make assert him the way they should have. But now it looks like they're making a genuine effort to kind of say he's an important piece here. Yeah, I feel sorry for him because we did all like Ty Dillinger. And we've yeah. really forgotten that. We've so forgotten, like, when he was 10 at the Rumble and everyone wanted him to be 10. Um I feel like obviously his WWE run then didn't end up being great. Um, And then his AEW run didn't get off to the best start either. So I just feel, feel sorry for him that he might be just, I I kind of feel like, like a bit like a Jake Hager because I I felt really sorry for Jake Hager after being a WWE and it, it, it took him a while to find himself. And then he he has found himself in AEW, I think. And I think Sean Spears like just just needs that. Um, and so it was great to give him the pin because he is unfortunately the the, the kind of odd guy out where people are saying, "But why is Sean Spears here?" And you know what? He's here to to give Sean Spears a chance and to potentially make another star. So it was great to give him the pin and not just have him be you know a fall guy, which some other people might have used him like in that kind of situation. Yeah. I mean, look, we see the numbers here that CM Crest has posted. AEW, 757K against NXT, 
and 78k so i mean that's about standard right now for i think for both mm -hmm. brands in and around that mark uh, another victory if you want to call it that for AEW. you know i don't even know if they're really warring right now but <laughs> you know here we are um you know elsewhere i think Sorry, just to stay with the pinnacle. I loved the little spot with um, Wardlow where like, they were going to do the dive to the outside. He just stood there and they were like, oh, you know, like yeah. uh, just, just just affirming his presence. Of course, MJF again on the stick was awesome afterwards. You have to believe it's obviously leading to that special thing with the inner circle. There's going to be that big blow off down the line. It's just a case mm -hmm. of getting to that point. But will the pinnacle hold all the gold at some point i mean it's not inconceivable right like let's say mm -hmm. wardlow tnt fdr tag mjf world champion like I, I could see it i don't know when though yeah i could see ftr definitely getting those belts soon um because they should be still owed a rematch yeah um for those belts so i could see that happening soon um i could I can't see uh, them taking the world title for a long time because, um, you know, uh, Kenny just on the massive Kenny run. But maybe the TNT title for MJF might be quite nice, though. Yeah, I, I was about to say that. Like, the, the the world title scene, I mean, first of all, you've got Kenny, right? And then I don't know yeah. where, where Moxley fits in moving forward. Um, but, of course... I've said this a million times with Hangman Page, and I feel like he's going to eventually be a part of the Kenny Omega story. So it's like you have to just you have to just keep MJF busy, right? You have to yeah. keep him interested. And I like the Inner Circle feud is a good way to keep that going for a while, and then it could even break off into Jericho, MJF, whatever. Um, yeah. So hopefully they make the most of that story, and then, like you said, maybe he goes for that gold first, eventually to the world title. We're probably, in my opinion, like a year away from yeah. MJ, MJF realistically taking the title. But I could see him being the one who takes it from Paige eventually. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it could work. It could work. It could all work. Mm -hmm. There is a, it's just exciting, the, the the prospects of the road ahead, you know, like yeah. even thinking that it could, it's probably going to be a year or more before MJF's anyone like near that, that title. It's just, it's just great. <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, Hangman Page, you obviously had an outing with uh, mm. Cesar Bononi, and you know Page was also spotted speaking to John Silver beforehand. He's hanging out with the Dark Order uh, as as John Silver was dodging coffin drops, which was very was funny. So funny. Um, so that was good stuff, and Page is just kind of lurking in the background, like he, he's like an affiliate. I like it, but not proper in. I like it. Um, I love he, it, especially he, when he's like milling around at the bar and they're yeah. all you know, on the sofa. It's great. He, he gave some words of wisdom to John Silver, um, and then mm. obviously went and had his match. His match was essentially a squash, you know, just a yeah, just a nice way to get Hangman Page out there doing his business. And then Britt Baker came out and cut a hell of a promo. By the way, now like. Sometimes I watch promos and I'm like, you know, sometimes there's like hyperbole, right? Where you just want to, uh, you just want to praise and like big up the person or, you know, go, oh, that was cool. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and it's not always like, like not every promo is an amazing promo is what I'm trying to say. But I felt this one was legitimately very, very, very good. I loved that, you know, she had killer memorable lines. She delivered it well, like intensely into the camera. Um, the, the whole stuff about Tony Khan wanting every legend and has been, but, you know, he's got her, the hardcore legend, the shots at Mick Foley. Mm -hmm. uh, I really felt like that was a, a moment almost, this promo, where if last week didn't do it, it was a perfect way to kind of keep the momentum and make everyone like sit up and go, hang on a minute. What I thought was awesome about it was, you know, there I heard some people saying like maybe they'll turn Brit face because just because she had such an incredible match and there was such an amazing reaction to her, and you know what, she will eventually be faced one day. But I yeah. think this is very a and we do end up using an, an Austin comparison too much, but I think this is very Austin. This is very much Austin getting all that blood, you know, against Bret Hart, but then not just you know, the next week turning face, like a, a long kind of organic thing. And I think it will organically happen for Brit. So it was great to see her come out and just really big up herself like that. Like she lost the match, but I don't I'm not sure that we'll even remember in a couple of years time that Brit 
lost that match because mm. the visuals of Brit Brit cut that promo. It was just such a great way to further get her over. It's amazing how um, comfortable and good she is in that character. The shots at Legends has been were fantastic. The shot at Mick Foley was excellent. <laughs> Just the way she said, thumbs up from mm. Mick Foley. Oh, it was great. Like Brit's incredible. Um, the only thing I would have done, the only thing I would have done different is maybe put like a bandage on her head. But other than that, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I think you know, lest we forget, Austin lost his iconic mm-hmm. moment as well. That, you know, Brit Hart wins that yeah. one. And look how Austin went on to become after that. Brit Baker, you know, it could be. I don't want to like again accentuate too much but it could be like the becky lynch equivalent in AEW, where she just becomes this massive megastar i could see it i, I think, think so she has that potential mm-hmm. oh I, I i think so i think she could surpass becky um i think that just because i i know the booking will be done right uh and she'll be handled right and i think she's proven there's a lot more that she can do you know if you watch her promos if you watch the waiting room the the potential for Britt baker is is much higher than just even being aw champion mm, absolutely champion. um so interesting very interesting you know after all the all we've said about the women's division i think we all knew that Britt baker was a star so it's very cool yeah. to see it being fleshed out the way it is now you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, I want to say as well, Team Taz had a little thing backstage where Taz was just like, everything's fine. And Brian Cage gave numerous looks to the camera as if to say, hmm, don't know if it is. Um, but of course, he did kind of fall in line um, at the end of the promo <laughs> with his canyon reference. Um, what did you think of it? I think you're burying the lead. The lead, lead is that Hook spoke. <laughs> Like that's it. Like you good hook. I'm good. I yeah. <laughs> hook is such a star. Yeah, all right. My my two top, my two top stars are Wardlow and Hook. Like Hook spoke. That was amazing. Um I really don't want to see Team Taz split up. So I hope this is just a little bit of 
kind of misunderstanding, but then they, you know, do all come together because Brian Cage was doing some eyebrow acting during that promo that, that I was very high on as well. But um, yeah, hopefully they can get it together and stick together because Team Taz are just, they're so awesome. And we're, we're yet to see Hook wrestle. Yeah, absolutely. I I actually thought Ricky Starks was like the underrated star of that segment as well. Like if if you <laughs> no, watch, him... yeah, right. Uh, if you watch um, Ricky's facials, they're really great. Like the whole time, yeah. it's very very kind of smug and mm, uh, I really mm. liked it. Uh, no, Steph didn't say she has surpassed. She says she could. So let's <laughs> let's let's qualify that statement. Let's not misquote me. <laughs> yeah. So unrealized thought said no. Uh, now nah, she didn't surpass at least not yet. No, of course not. <laughs> like I mean, let, let's stay for the record. Becky Lynch is like in a world of her own when it comes to females and professional wrestling. She's like you know the heights that she has touched, unbelievable. You know, even the, being the first woman on the cover of a two K game, obviously the WrestleMania main event and all of that stuff. She's rubbed up against Rock Austin, the nose to nose of Triple H. Uh, like she's had. Her star power is is real. Um, so yes, we're not trying to say anyone has surpassed her in a night. Come on now. Um, but but Baker, she's got the potential from an AW perspective. At the very least, she has in that world, she has the potential to be the equivalent. Uh, so I guess you could only time will tell on that one. Um, moving forward on the Dynamite card, we had the Young Bucks in action with Brandon Cutler against the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. Um, I guess that one of the easy things to say about this match is on paper, you go, wow, Young Bucks and, and Lucha Bros, right? But Brandon Cutler and Laredo Kid were kind of like, they were like dead set on being like, what about us? Almost. I felt like yeah. they, took, they took their opportunity. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Brandon Cutler is always looking for an opportunity and, and he, he does take them when they come along. Um, but I was so glad to see Laredo Kid on Dynamite. I thought that was just so cool to bring him in. I loved his triple media match with Kenny. So I was very excited for this and he really delivered. I think he was, to me, the standout person in the match. He was excellent. And um, I think he's going to be on next week and I hope we just keep seeing him more. And I just love, you know, AEW surprising us by bringing in these people, you know, pack is unfortunately hurt. So mm -hmm. like, bring in Laredo Kid. That's so cool. Rather than yes. just, you know, replace him with a, a, a roster member. It's just, it was so much fun. And he's great. Kenny Omega doesn't like him, does he? No. <laughs> Talk us through what happened <laughs> after the match. <laughs> yeah, we had Kenny come out and he just, I don't know, it's like he had some kind of... Um, break and just was very very angry at everyone and getting memories of, of fighter fest when i guess he probably should have been reminiscing more about about the triple mania match but <laughs> but yeah he just he attacked little kid um and i can't even remember everything he said but he was <laughs> he basically he was demanded mad, that the, the young bucks like you know throw up the be, two be his friend yeah, because he yes, because he picked them um, instead of going to New York. He picked them, um, but he he seemed. Um, I don't know. It feels like the young bucks are really like seeing him kind of more as he really is now. And uh, but then I was very surprised when the Lucha Brothers, you know, kicked him at the end, and he was left laying with actual blood. Yeah. I mean, damn. I mean, that, that sets us up. I believe next week we're we're going to get Good Brothers and Kenny versus uh, Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a oh. huge match. I think that's just awesome. That will be that will be massive. After this, we learned that Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes are going to get their own reality TV show. Apparently, um, now it's going to follow their everyday lives. I assume. You know, yeah. I guess it, it's the TNT equivalent of. A total divas or total bellas or whatever but for the roads mm -hmm. um and it's it's very interesting right when people talk about the success of AEW and and being on the tnt network and stuff like this is a big deal to for them to also give them something like this yeah tnt definitely seem like such a tight partner with AEW. um mm -hmm. you know you giving them this is it, it's huge because we we have talked but like before about what Total Divas did for WWE and it did a lot of, mm. as far as their female viewership and bringing people in. Um, and it showed, you know, 
a totally different side to wrestling to people that don't know anything about wrestling. So what you have here with Cody and Brandy, like this is a, a story of two people who are first time parents, you know, expecting their first child, but they're they're juggling managing this business and trying to build something and they've got incredibly cute dogs and <laughs> there are gonna be people watching watching this that have never heard of AEW. They've never seen wrestling. They don't know who Cody Rhodes is or or anyone in his family. And it could very well draw them in. And I think that's a great thing that AEW needs to push them out into the mainstream more. You know, we've had Cody do the Go Big Show, but this is something else. I must say, I'd probably watch it just from the perspective of like, if Cody does anything like putting the shows together kind of behind the scenes AEW, that'd be very, very interesting to yeah. me. So, yeah, know. it's got to be, I'm so excited for it. Like I can't think of anything better than getting like a bit of a behind the scenes look at AEW and then Cody and Brandy at home. Like it's, it's going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, I think it has real potential. I've noticed that with, with Brandy's pregnancy, they've done a lot of the traditional celebrity, like people magazine interviews and stuff. And yes. they're really like they're really putting themselves out there to, you know, further promote AW, which is great. And while we're on Cody Rhodes, let's talk about what happened with QT Marshall on the show. Uh, <laughs> interesting that QT Marshall was talking about his wife in the crowd. I'm sure he was lusting after Ali not that long ago. Um, yeah, but... yeah, they were fully together and she took all his money, but... <laughs> But now his wife's in the crowd, and yeah. Since so, he was it, <laughs> he's yeah. still his wife. Yeah, hang on a minute, that doesn't add up, uh, QT. Yeah. Although, although you know, in fairness, Angel Garza proposed to his girlfriend uh, that, yep. that WWE shared, and then he was the Lothario, chasing everyone on the main roster. So. And then that, then he chased that bachelor girl till she disappeared and or got kidnapped. <laughs> yeah nobody knows nobody knows what happened uh anyway cutie marshall i actually thought it was a pretty good promo to be fair um logic aside where he was talking about he can't ever be who he wants to be really until you know being part of the nightmare family leaves him in cody rose's shadow so cody came Ooh. out and basically said cool we'll have the match that you want to have but i'm not gonna lay anything in essentially i'm not really gonna hit my finisher on you or i'm not really gonna whatever and he was yeah so it's an exhibition match per se, and they're going to do it mm -hmm. next week. Cody's still in a sling, which is interesting as well. Um, where do you see the, Is this basically the way that QT Marshall is exiting, or is it a Cody heel turn? Like, what, what are we doing? I'm not sure what we're doing. I think what we're trying to do is recreate the old Larry Savisco storyline, but with someone who hasn't been built up enough to warrant that, if, right. if you know what I mean. Like, Yes, we know that QT and Cody are friends and we know everything that QT does because when we see people coming in, like we hear about QT training them. Yeah. But I don't think there's been that really level of, of it so blatant on TV that any of us are sitting thinking too deeply about QT and his position. But, you know, it's given QT something. His promo was, yeah, it was interesting because he, he did bring up his wife who I, I'm not really sure why, you know, he, but apparently he does more for Cody than we know that he's also fetching Cody coffees and stuff. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, okay, I, I didn't, I didn't know you were, you know, his, his personal assistant slash person that trains, but they, they have been trying with QT and we'll, we'll see this idea of like, you know, we're going to have a match, but I'm not going to lay it in. That That's mm. very odd as well. I wish that we'd seen kind of more of their friendship or more of them doing stuff together to the point where then we, we kind of see this breakup happen better. Because it seemed originally that it was Lee Johnson that was mad at QT anyway when he didn't thank QT. So like, it's it's... Does everyone hate QT, but he hates Cody? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He, he blames it's, Cody. It, it's, so, it's something to uh, get QT over. So we'll we'll see how it goes because he is he is a good worker and he's very good on dark and, and elevation. But this is I, this I guess his chance to grab that brass ring on dynamite. I guess. I guess. I mean, if the story has been going a while, and knowing AW, I assume there is like a destination. There is something. 
mm. at the end of it, you know, the QT Marshall kind of like taking his time to come down and save his friends and all of that, you know, getting the hum yeah. and all that stuff. Like that has been going a while. So I don't. But I just I'm, don't think he, he was like a prominent. Yeah, I, I just don't think the payoff's yeah. going to be exciting enough. It's just going to be like, oh, okay, QT Marshall's doing mm. this then. Uh, anyway, no no offense, QT. I know you're an avid. No, <laughs> we love you, QT. <laughs> uh, massive win, by the way, for Tay Conti. I love to see uh, on Dynamite, right? Like, it, it, for, for me, I mean, she's improved immensely since anything that I saw in WWE. She. She looks like, you know, the, the knees that she delivered to Nyla Rose yesterday were brutal. Um, and it was awesome the way that she she secured the victory. I thought, you know, the stuff with Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose kind of being this big thing to overcome was was definitely interesting. And the Hammerlock Didi Tay, as I'm reliably informed it's called, um, was was really good. So th- there was a lot to like about this match for sure. And, and, and when she got the pinfall... Um, it was one of them legitimate moments that you don't often get on TV where you're like, wow, you know, big win. Do you know what I mean? Like it felt like it was significant, which is the goal. I was so excited when she won. Um, I I thought she was going to win because they built her up so well on dark and elevation. She had a match in elevation on Monday and she's, she's so good and, and they've just been building her up. And as you say, like she's improved so much. She is the number one example of performance center failure that, that I'll not get into, but she she is how was failed so badly by that system because she's so good and she gets better every time. And Nyla Rose, especially on um on elevation, um, Jay Cargill came out and stood with Nyla Rose. Mm. So you're getting like Nyla having that rub that she's Jade's I'm not going to say friend, but you know there's like an alliance there. But yet to, to pin Jade uh, or to pin Nyla, sorry, for Ty is just awesome, and she's such a bright spot in the women's division. And her and Anna Jay were great together as a team. And mm. um, it's you know sad what's happened to Anna, but it's she's going to get a chance now to kind of blossom on her own. And a little dark order like side storyline is great too. Yeah, main event time, Darby Allen and John Silver. Man, they got time as well. It was like a good 15 or so minutes that they went in the ring over the TNT title. Um, there was a lot of good stuff here in terms of like the actual action and uh, Silver and, you know, uh, the spring. he couldn't evade the springboard coffin drop uh, despite all of his earlier, uh, you know, uh, intentions. And I think... The, the action between these two, like it was one of those matches I went into, and I was just like, I can't lose because I love John Silver, love Darby Allen, right? It's like the perfect kind of mid card title match, if anything. So, I, 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 you know, I mean, I wanted John Silver to win, but I knew he wasn't going to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah. Either way, Sting as well comes out after the match, and then the Hardy family office—is that what we're calling them? Um, also attacked, and then the Dark Order were in there. It was chaos after the match, but let's do it in two ways. What did you make of the actual match and what ensued afterwards? I thought the match was great. Like you, I was so excited for it. I love John Silver, um, but I wanted him to get a great showcase moment because he's such a good, you know, performer um, on being the elite and all spits and everything he does. But he's a great wrestler too, and. He's a small guy in stature, but he's so strong. And Darby works so well with a bigger opponent. And with John Silver, he's 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 bigger than Darby in a different way than than a Brian Cage. You know, yeah. His oh. <laughs> arms, he, he's so strong. They are. <laughs> um. So yeah, it it was a really really good match. Can you did you ever imagine that John Silver and and Sting would be in the same <laughs> sentence? Let alone like the same scene that's yeah. just so cool but it was um like this is what the tnt title should be about these great matches that we've seen darby deliver in the past couple of weeks and then especially giving this one the main event spot like that um it's a great way to get over the title and i'm sure john silver will get another shot at some point because you'd really be remiss not to ever put that title on him yeah um, i must say I was very impressed as well with how John Silver works with Orange Cassidy. I can't remember the name of the pay-per-view, but they did one of the opening matches yeah. there. Um, I feel like there's a bunch of guys in and around that region, right? That mm-hmm. could be really amazing for AEW. They're just great characters, great matches. It's like fast, intense. I like 
how they work and i like them i like them as as characters too uh before we finish moxley and kingston did you uh did you get your fill <laughs> of mox and kingston this week when are they getting their tnt reality show like really <laughs> How great would that be? Um, yeah, uh, another just another good promo for them. Kingston um, <laughs> with his injury now, like the guy, the guy can can sell and make anything work. But it was it, they are like the best buddy duo. I, I they were so good against each other that I never thought they'd be this good together, and they're great together. Yeah, their chemistry was great. Uh, very excited to see where they go with that because it seems like the possibilities are endless. To be honest, like even if they have just people. Even if they're just supporting each other or like they're going up against yeah. people as a unit, like there's a lot of different things. I don't want to see it end soon, even though I know in the back of my mind no. it probably it will have to, because Moxley will be probably going away for a little bit. So mm, mm-hmm. interested to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, before we get to Ultra Chats, let's move on to NXT. Um, the first thing, right, that we had on the show was, it, and it was nice because I was really torn on what to watch because I love Io Shirai, um, and we had Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. We had her with Zoe uh, Starks going up against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, what did you make of that action? Really good match. Great spot for for Zoe Starks. They've done really good in in bringing her in. Um, and yeah, just you know, what can you say about Io? She's she's incredible. Um, I doubt she's NXT for much longer, but another great women's match and, and great to see them opening. Yeah, and it was nice that Gonzalez and Kai actually got the victory. You know, you'd assume, yeah. you would assume that you know it was always going to be mm-hmm. Stark taking the pinfall here, wasn't it? Really? Um, yeah. But it is nice to kind of keep them looking strong and building that feud because I, I think Gonzalez is a great, you know, as, when I look up and down NXT, I think that's a great option to take it off Io Shirai. Yeah. No, she is. It would be good. Um, she she seems to me like someone that they might try and main roster too quickly. So I'd love to see her get that time as NXT champion first before yeah. before we see her move. And that's the thing with 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 Raquel and like, I think with Rhea as well. You know, I'm surprised yeah. it took as long as it did for Rhea, just because they're bigger women. You imagine Vince is like, oh yeah, like I'm sure we could find something for them. Um, whereas mm. in actual fact, I think it's been great for Raquel to be alongside Dakota. And, you know, that partnership, fleshing out her character, who she is. Because I, I remember when she first turned up on TakeOver and helped Dakota Kai win, right? And yeah. it was it was very much, everyone was a bit like, it's a bit weird. Like, you know, because nobody knew yeah. what the alliance was about. Nobody really yeah. knew about her. All I knew about Raquel Gonzalez having spoken to Rhea Ripley was that they were friends and they had mm-hmm. a history. But again, it was like Dakota Kai, like, you know, what's the deal here? Has she hired her? And I feel like everyone was a bit disjointed to begin with. But gradually... And you have to give NXT credit here. They have put her in prominent spots and she's delivered every time. And now it feels mm. right that she's going to challenge EO. Yeah, definitely. They, it was odd how they brought her in, but it's great that they managed to make something out of that that storyline and genuinely build. Because their women's division is so great, it's almost kind of hard to get a look in at the top of it. And they've really built someone um, in Raquel, which is really, really commendable. Now, Bronson Reed and L.A. Knight. Yes. Uh, so L.A. Knight didn't take long for him to get an L, <laughs> a loss in his column. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm surprised, but not surprised. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was not. I, I feel like I felt like I should be surprised when I was watching it, but my reaction was more like, Okay, I, I really like Bronson Reed. I'm very high on him. Um, LA Knight, um, the name is bad. I haven't really enjoyed, like, okay, the name is bad. Can we agree on that? Yeah, it is, it a bad, is name. bad. It is yeah. bad. Um, and the vignettes have been okay. And this is, this was quite the debut, really. So I don't know where he's going. 
I think like he, he's obviously a good talker, but like even when I'm watching his promos at the moment, I'm like, what is he actually trying to tell me? Like, what's the substance? Because he's just, yeah, you know what I mean. He's just he obviously is a very good talker, right? Like you know yeah. the way the way he talks and everything like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna dispute that. I just yeah. I don't think they, they've really told us who he is right yet. And for you know early doors, he's losing. It's like okay, I don't think they've told him who he is. Mm. I think he because. They they signed him and then you know pretty much bought bought him on TV like pretty quickly, so it feels like they're like we have you, let's bring you on, and see what happens. <laughs> and yeah. what we got was a loss in his first match. I don't I don't actually know what what their goal is there. Anyway, R- William Regal decided to make the most convoluted announcement of all time after this, and he said <laughs> that twelve men, including Knight and Reed, by the way. They'll compete in a battle royal next week where the final six <laughs> would qualify for a gauntlet match to then determine the number one contender to Johnny Gargano at NXT TakeOver, right? Um, Jesus. Uh, that is one way to do it, <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, I, yes. I don't know. Either way, like, whoever earns the right to beat Gargano after all of that, Jesus Christ, you know, they better win. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have anything to say about that other than con- confusion. Whoever made yeah. that match had who, who is had, blowing had, up had your phone? Oh, can you hear it? I'm sorry. They are blowing you up. <laughs> I will get rid. Uh, oh, uh, um, Khalil Robinson says here. I wonder whatever happened to Rich Holland. Did you not see the guy like broke his leg, ankle, dislocated his ankle, I think, and like ruined all his mm-hmm. knee. The guy is out for a while. I think he's, I think I spoke to, when did I speak to him? Maybe January. And I think he still had five or six months rehab. Oh, wow. and, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a long, it's a long thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he got injured basically. He was meant to be, it's very ironic how this all worked out. He was meant to be doing what Pete Dunne ended up doing in Pat McAfee's stable. So, yeah. I mean, in a perverse way, worked out well for Pete Dunne, but um Obviously, he's he's got to come back and go after Pete Dunne, like real life sure. storyline. Yeah, man, you, you know, you took my spot. Get out of here. Um, yeah. Also, then on NXT, it's worth noting that Regal decided to make a ladder match between. Uh, no, not Regal. Sorry, Shawn Michaels, who obviously is the the man that we associate with ladders in in around WWE. He decides to make a ladder match for the cruiserweight title uh, between the champion Escobar and uh, Jordan Devlin who is also the champion in his own mind. So uh, that is um, quintessential WWE booking, right? Two champions, better hang them above the ring and make a ladder match. But I say that like I'm knocking it. I'm not because I know the match itself is going to be great. It's going to be a good match. I did laugh at Sean coming out, though. Just walking out. Had to be Sean. Pulling out a ladder. Yeah. uh, And that's it. (laughs) Like, Okay. Yeah. It was funny, but it is um, it, it, it is a stipulation you have to use when there's two belts. Like you, you got to hang them up there. It'd be a waste not to. So only Lorcan demanded a match with Karrion Cross for some obscure reason. We all know why, because obviously Danny Birch got injured. But in reality, mm-hmm. everyone everyone gets dealt with by Karrion Cross, and it was no different here. Um, obviously, Cross picks up the victory, but I guess the main thing was calling out Bala. Uh, and he kind of showed some appreciation for Balor almost. Uh, you know, once Balor arrived and he made it clear that he knew what Cross was trying to do. Um, yeah, it, it, it was. An, I, I actually thought I'm not a lover of the Karrion Cross, um, the magic element, or even th- that his matches that much. But I am kind of digging the vibe between him and Finn Balor. Yeah, but when I was watching Finn Balor's promo, like my honest thought was, I can't tell if this is good or bad. <laughs> you know, I was I, I was so on the fence. Um, you know, his whole his whole saying like that he was young and what like re- like reckless or something. Yeah, yeah. And, he was trying to say when he's angry, he's sloppy, right? He was yeah, like, you know, I yeah. can take it. You're too angry. I can take advantage, kind of thing. I, I get it. Yeah, but I think they'll have a good match because. Balor has been so good in NXT. Karrion Cross, not the biggest fan of in the ring. I think Balor can get something out of him, though. Uh, I need. I don't know if I need some help here, but it was announced, right, that the tag team title match that they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna have for 
the vacant belts. We've got Legado Del Fantasma, MSK, and Grizzled Young Veterans. Now, on paper, that is pretty damn good. It really is. Who do you, I, I yeah. personally think you put it on Grizzled Young Veterans and MSK eventually beat them. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's the way I would go as well. Um, with MSK winning the, the Dusty Cup, it kind of be too obvious to maybe just give them the tag belt. So, yeah, put them on Grizzly Young Veterans because you've got such a good built-in feud there. Yeah, easy, easy stuff there. Uh, elsewhere in NXT, Volta and murdered Drake. Is that the right way to say the result? I mean, Literally, ref- his body was lying on the entrance way at one point. And I did laugh at that, just like seeing him like still there to be stepped over. Yeah, uh, and of course, the main thing here is that we've now got Champa and Volta for the NXT UK title uh, on one of the TakeOver nights. And Volta signed it basically with another slap to the chest of uh, Tommaso Champa. I mean, okay, we all knew that it was going to be a, a crime scene with Drake Maverick. Uh, Champa, though, and Volta, like, I know it's kind of been one way traffic thus far, but I am excited to see the depths that Champ is willing to go with Volta because it strikes me as a good combo. This is actually the the um, match I'm most excited for for WrestleMania week, shall we say? Yeah, I, yeah. like this really is. Um, I think this is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a proper, well, it's going to be a very hard hitting but proper like rough wrestling match and. Yeah, I, this is. I, I'm more excited for this than anything on the main WrestleMania card, actually, to be honest. Yeah, um, I'm very much very. I mean, Volta is anyway. He's going to be in action with Rampage Brown the night before. Like Jesus, it's going to be it's going to be good stuff. Uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match last night: uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart against Aaliyah and Mercedes Martinez. Now, it's cool to see uh, Mercedes Martinez, of course, being used in these in these spots uh even if you know the robert stone brand isn't for you um but ember moon and shotzi they retained uh seems like they might you know they might get a a good run here maybe yeah i think so i well i i would say they better given the way that they were given the titles you know just getting them so quickly like that that i hope that they have um a long-term um plan for them to hold on to those titles but they're a really great team together um i really like both amber and shotzi and they have they have great chemistry because a lot of times teams seem thrown together but these two work um it works visually you can see the chemistry between them and they're great in the ring together and i think shotzi as good as she is she can learn more from working with amber yeah it's worth noting as well in between these matches pete dunn basically promised you know a technical greatness in the battle royal next week so maybe it's him mm-hmm. who's heading towards johnny gargano um cameron grimes tried to buy the intellectual property of undisputed Hera so he could form a new undisputed Hera. i am all for cameron grimes like i i've said on this yeah. show before before he started this new gimmick i was just a bit like ah eh, but i've really enjoyed him he, he seems like he's spread his wings a lot as this like billionaire yeah, he, he it's giving him an opportunity to really find himself in something that he can immerse himself in and embrace. So uh, I haven't been that high on Cameron Grimes, but I am happy for him right now. I, I know we've mentioned it already, um, how we've got to Devlin uh, in the, and the Santos Escobar in the, the ladder match, right? But uh, the match that preceded this announcement was Devlin and Kushida. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I don't love Kushida eating another loss. Neither do I, but I did like Angry Kushida at the end. Yes. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I, yeah. again, I mean, I don't want this to be an indi- you know a glaring indictment of WWE or NXT, but like, I just hope it's going somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want them to just... I want Kushida to have a purpose. He's too good to just be floating around. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, but the match itself, by the way, was really, really good between Devlin and Kushida. You know, shock horror. Um, yeah. It just I just hope there's more for Kushida. Uh, of course, what everyone's talking about now, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly signed the contract for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. It's very... It's, it's one of them where, like, these angles, uh, and I think from a WWE intensity perspective, are often hard to keep up when there's, like, time to go. Yeah. They often, like, drop the ball. But I actually feel with O'Reilly and Cole, they've done pretty well 
to keep like the the, the kettle boiling, as it were. Uh, they had like the stuff in the week where Cole turned up and attacked him when he was training, and they've had the stuff in the yeah. car parks and all of this stuff. And Regal was like, "No, no more, can't do that." And maybe the main thing, maybe not the main thing, but like understated that happened after the show was that Adam Cole dropped William Regal. He punched him. How dare he punch British royalty like that? Um, so yeah, I mean, how do you feel like this is all building? I'm I'm all for Cole and O'Reilly at this point. Yeah, I think it's building well. It's all very believable, um, the way they've done it. Uh, they've made Adam Cole like seem like such a body, which is kind of hard in a way because he is so like great just and, and charismatic. But yeah, they've done it really well. I I did find it quite funny when William Regal was like, you've um, like embarrassed <laughs> WWE <laughs> because the, the police got involved. <laughs> It's like whoa, yeah. whoa. There's a, um, long, there's a long list. There's a long list you could run down here, William Regal. But <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah, but I am, I am very excited to see their match as well. Um, that's it. Feels like a really big match. It feels like a really big match for NXT. Maybe even like a closing of a chapter in NXT. Yeah, which it needs to be because you know the yeah. undisputed, the undisputed era. I've, we've said it before. They were getting a little bit stale. And I say that so begrudgingly because I love them, but it yeah. was like they'd run out of ideas what to really do with them because they'd done everything. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. it, I think the time was right. Um, interesting, though. Very interesting. I, I do think you look at the main events, we've already established that uh, Shirai and Gonzalez are going to have one of the nights. Presumably the title has the other night and the Undisputed Era is just factored in somewhere. Yeah, that is, it does feel like it should be in a main event slot, but I guess, I, I guess not. Even with doing two nights, um, they, they can't give them that, but it should be, um, it should be high in the card for sure. I think any other time it would be a main event. Yeah, absolutely it would. Let's get to, I mean, I must say, by the way, before we finish that, I'm very happy with my Wednesday night viewing there on both shows. I actually thought both were, yeah, me too. Both were very good. Normally it's kind of like, uh, you know, one, you know, I, I mean, I hate to be like harsh, but to me, like NXT has, has slept walk a lot of 2021, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the last couple of weeks, yeah, back to the kind of NXT that I enjoy. So I'm, I'm very happy to see it. And, and I, do I need to wax lyrical about Dynamite? Um, probably not. It's still flying. Um, I don't need to. <laughs> no. Uh, Bo Hill says, loved Brit's promo last night. Sheeda has been fantastic champ. AEW, but I think they should make the change at Double or Nothing and put the title on Brit and set up a feud with Jordan Grace. That's very interesting. Now, whether the door is open between the women's divisions, which frankly it should have been by now, we do know that Jordan Grace is out of contract at some point this year and would be someone, you know, you have to imagine that uh, both AEW and WWE would make a big play for someone like Jordan. There's no one like Jordan Grace for me in the in women's wrestling today you could argue so i think they both would make a big play for her she has said that wwe was the dream but she's very young i think if you look at the landscape of wrestling now as well if i was a young you know i think ethan page said it perfectly recently he knew if he went to wwe he was like i won't be on the stream explaining to you why i signed for aw right now like the creative freedom the character that they've built that's important to a lot of people so i can't speak for jordan grace but I think it's entirely plausible that she would be very interested in AEW. Yeah, and it would be good if she, if, if she was. But I think, yeah, Brit putting the title on her, I would I would do that at Double or Nothing as well. I think it's time, but I think it's definitely like save that for a big a big pay per view moment. Um, I I wonder. <clears throat> go on, go on. I was just gonna say I'd love to see them bring in um, Diana from Impact if they're gonna bring in someone. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think as well. I wonder with Jade Cargill, I do think she needs like the rocket at some point. And I wonder, yeah. I wonder if it's the time to really turn Britt Baker face would be when she's dethroned by Jade Cargill, maybe at the end of this year. Yeah, that would, that would be really good actually to see Britt like get the championship and be like a real, um, like badass champion that makes her you no know, virgin on face, and then Jade Cargill being the person that just 
takes her out and just steps up into that so quickly. Uh, just want to bring this up. Pranjul uh, Pandey says, NXT TakeOver Sound and Deliver match card is the best uh, compared to WrestleMania 37 match card. What do you think, Alex? What do you think, Steph? Um, yeah, I think Stand and Deliver looks an awesome card. I really do. If I was... Yeah. I, I've said this before. I think Mania is going to be like... On paper, it's not as sexy as previous Manias, but I do think the matches will still deliver. I think it will be very good. But when I look at Stand and Deliver, yeah, man, I, I get very excited looking at that. I think I think it's going to be the, the best uh, shows of the week. WrestleMania will deliver, but NXT will stand and deliver. I think ah. that's hard. <laughs> I do. I, I think the WrestleMania card looks fine. I think it's like the most praise I can give it. But I think the stand and deliver card looks really, really good. And I'm really excited to see it. And they've kind of proven that it is there's enough for two nights which which is incredible too so i am i am more excited for that than wrestlemania like where we are right now right it's eo shirai raquel night one msk grizzly young veterans and legado del fantasma which will be a joke you've got the gauntlet match that uh regal has announced so that could be anyone from bronson reed dexter loomis kushida leon ruff cameron grimes austin theory roderick strong LA Knight, Isaiah Swerve, Scott, Pete Dunn, Tyler Russ, Jake Atlas. If I had to guess, Kushida, Pete Dunn, Roddy Strong are like Givens. Uh, mm. Bronson Reed, probably. Dexter Loomis, probably, because of the story with Gargano. Cameron Grimes, maybe. Um, mm. Yeah. I'd imagine that, but I think Pete Dunn probably wins it all, to be honest. Um, yeah. And then night is on Walter and Champer is that night as well. And then you've got Balor and Karrion Cross the second night, O'Reilly and Cole, Gargano and the winner of the gauntlet, Devlin and, and Santos Escobar ladder match. I'm sorry, both of those nights are a joke. They, they are going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean, I, I can't say I would feel that excitement <clears throat> if you read out the WrestleMania card sure. it's more just like it's wrestlemania so am i excited for wrestlemania of course i'm excited for wrestlemania but as far as like just the cards nxt wins yeah i i would say so as well uh and then we do have another ultra chat here from chris patru hi alex and stephanie the only reason impact move days is because kenny omega didn't want to work tuesdays hashtag wd for life for anyone who doesn't know that is a joke about what Paul Heyman said to Triple H once upon a time on uh, the, <laughs> e- the ECW What Night Stand pay-per-view. Uh, to be fair, it probably does work out better for Kenny. <laughs> you know, yeah. Wednesdays, straight into Thursdays, sure. Mm-hmm. Rest the week uh, off. Nice. Yeah. Well, lovely, lovely, lovely work. Uh, and I think that is it for the Ultra Chats tonight. I mean, when Steph chase on, guys, you got to do better than that. Come on now. Uh, but we have dug in deep for the Wednesday Night Wars. So thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Steph, you'll be back next Thursday, 8 p.m. Right on your usual slot. But tell the people what you're doing until then. Oh, until then. Well, if you want to check out, um, if you love NXT, read my interview with Ember Moon that's on Digital Spy right now. Um, And yeah, tomorrow night on my YouTube show, I will be back talking about AW uh, at 11.30 p.m. UK time. So join me live and... Go, we'll go further, further, further into dynamite. Talk more about hook, you know. <laughs> get more hook takes out. I'll, I'll hand over a full, uh, full fifteen minutes to hook. <laughs> yeah, why not? Dedicate segments to the young man. Uh, so once again, thank you so much for joining us. Tomorrow it will be myself and Sean Ross Sapp from eight pm. He is the first guest host. Uh, I will be back on. Tuesday, and it's going to be SB3 for the phone-in. He's traded with Louis. Louis, again, moving stuff around. That's what he does. Uh, that is what he does. Louis, there he is. Yeah, get out of here, you little scrub. Um, he's moving stuff again. So anyway, we will see you for the phone-in on Tuesday. And Steph, you'll be back next Thursday. Until then, enjoy your weekend, everyone. Uh, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.